Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. The last episode of 2020. I don't know if we should record on Wednesdays anymore. Um, you seem angry. Um, well, we're not recording on a Wednesday. No, Jay, you got to keep the keep the illusion up. People <laughs> want to think they're listening to the live radio. Even though we just said the episode that went live on Monday, Soul. That was two days ago. They forgot. That we are recording this back-to-back right after finishing the Soul episode. Today we are reviewing latest HBO Max release from the DCEU, Wonder Woman 1984, starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, uh, Kristen Wiig, yep, and the guy who looks a lot like Jeremy Renner, Pedro Pascal, he the looks, Mandalorian himself. He, he, oh my god, I thought it was Jeremy Renner. Um, I was like, how are they allowing him to do this? <laughs> I don't think he looks that much like him. I. Splitting I see, image. I see resemblance. Splitting image. But I'm just like, hey, that's Pedro Pascal. Like, you should have a small green child with you, and you should be wearing a helmet. <laughs> We're reviewing that. Um, first Wonder Woman, fantastic movie. Second Wonder Woman, let's find out. Let's give me a show. I don't feel so good. <gasps> Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! 
Diana Prince lives quietly among mortals in the vibrant, sleek 1980s, an era of excess driven by the pursuit of having it all. Though she comes into her full power, though she comes into her full powers, she maintains a low profile what? by curating ancient artifacts. I didn't fucking write it, and only performing heroic acts incognito. But soon, Diana will have to muster all of her strength, wisdom, and courage as she finds herself squaring off against Maxwell Lord and the Cheetah, a villainess who possesses superhuman strength and agility. You just said you didn't write this. Maybe you should. Maybe you should start writing the synopsises that you read. Yeah, because everywhere else it's shit. <laughs> IMDb has the synopsis as rewind to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big adventure finds her facing against two new foes, Max Lord and the Cheetah. That's not a synopsis. That's just the characters and saying, hey, this movie takes place in the 1980s. Yeah. Fair that next big screen adventure. That shouldn't be in the synopsis. Everyone knows it's her next big screen adventure. Well, really small screen adventure. It's true. It's not a big screen adventure. Even though they're saying it's in theaters. Where is this playing in theaters? I don't know. Like, is Nevada and Arizona and some of these states still have theaters open? I'm going to guess, yeah, like, Kansas. I feel like Kansas is a... Or Florida. <laughs> the Dakotas. Um, Drive-ins. It's in drive-in theaters. Oh, okay. Um, Isn't it crazy to think about, like... I know this is kind of a somber subject to start the podcast with, but we just have conversations on this podcast. Like, we're just talking, man. How much this industry is going to change um, because of you know the coronavirus pandemic, and it, it was something that I think was already heading in this direction of being a at home viewing, you know, um, with so much streaming, just so many different streaming services. You're starting to get high budget. No longer is Netflix just picking up old movies, you know. I remember when my parents first got Netflix, it's when they sent the DVDs in the mail because they had Blockbuster who used to do that, like send DVDs, and they got yeah. Netflix because Blockbuster went out of business. And then we got the Netflix subscription. And I remember my dad was like, this is a giant waste of money because the best movie on there was um, Gremlins. And like everything <laughs> else was just like B-rate, like terrible stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just grown and grown, and now they're producing their own stuff and now you know releasing movies on this uh, streaming platform. Um I think it was already on that direction, though, just because, especially, too, with televisions at home, the technology, you know, 10 years ago, you couldn't watch a movie at home that had the same quality as in the movie theater. Now, you know, you can get 90% of it. Well, yeah, and you look at stuff like, you know, Game of Thrones, which streamed for so many years, and, like, yeah, it was an HBO show, which is, you know, like, exclusive stuff, but Mm -hmm. that's common shit now. Like, that's just a TV thing, and it's aggressively movie budget. And yep. incredible storytelling and great stuff, and it's not a you know it's not a C you know NCIS or garbage budget. You can tell you're watching a TV thing. Yeah. Like this is a movie on TV, and it's yeah. just going to keep transitioning to that. And you know you wonder if movies like Palm Springs, which was another streaming release, I think that one was made for streaming though, right? Something like that. But but that's exactly the type of movie that just is not going to go into theaters anymore. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they just aren't going to make money. Whereas you can release it on streaming and have the number one streaming movie yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. Or you can have it buried in the theaters behind whatever next big comic book movie's out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I just The reason I thought about that is because you mentioned they're only in drive-ins. And then I thought back in the day, like in the early ages of cinema, you know, like drive-in theaters were so popular and then they died. And just how much the movie industry has changed over the years and like... You know, it went a long time without changing. I mean, Jaws changed the game. Jaws kind of saved the industry with the summer blockbuster, and it's been more or less the same for 
a long time now. You know, I mean, they've been churning out these blockbuster movies. They keep making money. The bars just keep getting set higher and higher. And then something like this kicked it on its ass. Um, obviously, I don't hope too much changes. I think when it's safe to do so, I would love to return to the movie theaters. Yeah. But after people are getting a taste of this, you know, at first, obviously, I think the movie theater industry is going to get massive business once it becomes, you know, safe to do so and everyone's kind of bought in. It might be a, a gradual massive business. But I think there might be, you know, a long-lasting impact to this, you know, five years down the line when people are like, hey, maybe, you know, like, I, I don't want to go to the movies. Like, I got so much to watch. Like, I'm just going to watch it at home. And then, you know, when it comes out on the streaming service, I'll watch it then. Well, and I don't I, even have to buy a fucking DVD anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was already heading this way, that way. Yeah. And now that they've completely eliminated movie theaters as an option for a lot of places, yeah. it's kind of like what's going to force people to actually want to go back to the theater. Yeah. Because it's not like that's just the common practice like it has been. Mm-hmm. You know, a movie comes out and we're like, ah, we'll go to the theaters. Like, that's just not happening now. Yeah. And people are getting used to it. So it's not like you're getting rid of that. It's what's going to make it return. Yeah. Which sucks because, you know, the smaller movies, you know, they aren't huge. But theaters need stuff to show and keep being profitable yeah. to stay open. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully smaller theaters aren't shutting down if the only thing making money is blockbusters. Yeah. You know, every four months. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Well, yeah, especially coming up since they delayed everything. Yeah. Um, but you know, you hope that theaters don't shut down to where we have to go to fucking L.A. or Orange County to go watch a movie in theaters. You know, I think, I think it's such when the demand is right. I think it, if it does return to how it is, and like I'm saying, I don't think it will, but. Um, it's such a profitable business that I think they'll they'll eventually start popping up. There will be some rich guy in the high desert or something that, or just some rich guy from down the hill that just buys you know the theater space and creates his own theater. Um, I mean all the, most of their profits off uh, what is it concessions anyways? Yeah, so. for sure. But it's getting people in there, and if no one's going, unless you're going for a blockbuster, yeah. which you know they, they happen, but it's not like the regular movies and stuff. Like you think of how many kids movies probably bring in a bunch of money. That now families are, you know, they're watching the new Trolls movie at home or whatever. And it's like, well, why do I want to take my kid to a place where if they're noisy or something, it can be difficult. Yeah. We can just watch it from home now. Yeah. You know, so it'll be interesting to see. But this is a very big, much like Soul, it's a very big movie that we watched at home. And I feel like it was worse because I watched it at home. Yeah, for sure. I think the movie going experience, not so much with Soul. We talked about it in the Soul episode. Maybe some of the visuals just yeah. would have been enhanced, but it wasn't necessarily hurt by it. This definitely was a movie that would have benefited. Maybe it would have even benefited score wise, but, you know, of course, spoilers ahead. Um, I see it on as a movie on the same plane as Aquaman in just terms of overall quality. Like, I went to the theaters. It, it was a, a, a good theater experience. I had my popcorn. I had my, you know, the big screen and everything, and it was fine. Um, whereas if I watched Aquaman at home, much like this movie, I might have got, you know, distracted and interested in other things. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I, tough. I I thought about all this, too, just because these are the first two, like, massive movies to do this. I mean, there was Palm Springs, but that was streaming. Uh, King of Staten Island obviously wasn't a massive movie. That was one of those movies that in the future is, should survive on these streaming services because I don't think that would have drawn huge money in the theaters. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think. Like, there hasn't really been Well, I, I know you have on, but ugh. Yeah, and you haven't seen it, but Tenet was, like, forced to release at drive-ins at least. Yeah. And even that was so much different. A yeah. movie of that scale and everything where the audio is playing through my, my stereo yeah. in my car. Like, that's something where you go to the movie theater to hear everything, to see that big action on the big screen. And it makes, you know, 
grand scale movies like that so much better. Yeah, Riley bought Tenet, um, Blu-ray version or whatever. Sick. I think on Voodoo. So I feel like we we should still review it. Yeah, I want to watch it. I've re- I've heard some things that it's kind of like goes over your head. It's one of those movies that's better the second time you watch it. Absolutely, I very much want to watch it a second time now that I've seen the end of it. I don't want to watch it two times. <laughs> that's fine. So you tell can watch me it the once. end. You watch I'll... it. We'll review it with your first watch, my second watch, <laughs> and I'll walk you through the review. There, there we go. Yeah, that's that's an idea we have. We have some uh, some gaps. We'll probably do that in early January. I want to watch that movie at my parents' house though, because they have like the sound bar and like the surround sound. And... It's the closest to a theater experience you're gonna get. Yeah, I can't really force them to turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. Just pay Caitlin like fifteen dollars to like dress up and bring you popcorn. My dad has a popcorn maker that he doesn't use, hasn't used in years. Like an actual, you put the kernels in and it pops it for you. It sounds perfect. Someone could watch Maurice and your puppy. <laughs> you could watch Maurice. There we go. Um, Wonder Woman, though, like I mentioned, I kind of got a little disinterested at points. Uh, kind of telling on what I'm going to do with this scale, especially comparing it to a movie like Aquaman, which I looked. I thought we reviewed, but we didn't. Mm, um, I think it was right before. Talked about it on the pod, but yeah, it's before we started doing these wide scale, uh, wide you know movie reviews. Um, yeah, man. Plot slash story. Would you give it? I should probably pull my document up. Yeah, that would help. Cause I don't remember off the top of my head. I gave it a twelve. Give it an eleven. Okay. Um, I feel like it was okay. Mm-hmm. I liked the concept of the characters and stuff, but that isn't necessarily the story. I mean, this is her second movie. It's not an origin story, and the movie kicks off with like a flashback. Yeah. To when she's a child, which was cool. What was the point of that, though? There, there isn't one because I thought she would like the the classic movie trope is she would learn something from that experience that would end up helping her in this movie, and that's why they showed it. But yeah. I was like, no, she tried to lie basically. Yeah, at the opening thing, and so you were like, oh, like she's gonna have to be honest with herself about something, but it really wasn't. It was like she had to make a sacrifice. <laughs> Yeah. But they did not connect. The payoff did not connect. And it was a cool scene, but it, get, it doesn't have anything to do with the plot or story. Yeah, it was kind of pointless. And then you get into it, and then you have an opening scene, which you know kind of ties into the story, but a you know, nice action scene. And then the, it just kind of meanders. Yeah. Um, it, it, it doesn't get into the action. It doesn't get into the story. You're kind of introduced to characters. You kind of spend time with them, but for no – you spend time with them just to spend time with them, not yeah. to advance the plot. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. And like the beginning, like you mentioned, kind of meanders, um, like upon reflection, like this movie was two and a half hours long or however long it was over two hours long. I think it was two and a half with credits. Um, like the beginning scene where she's like fighting the guys in the shopping mall who were like the, the thieves and it, it tied in, you know, a little bit, but they were stealing the, the MacGuffin or whatever of the story. Yeah. The key piece. But like, you know, it was just an extra scene to have an action scene. Like, which I think you need in these movies, especially Absolutely. in a movie that didn't really have that much. Yeah. Um, I don't know though. I just I was thinking about it. I was just like, I feel like they could have done that quicker or done that a different way. Like, it almost felt like it was like a like an introduction to a character that everyone already knows. Like we've already seen her back in the, her first movie. We've seen her thirty years in the future in Justice League and Batman versus Superman. Like this we is don't the need fourth an movie with her as this character. Yeah. Like we know who this is, yeah. we're very aware of his character. Yeah. Um. And then the payoff, you know, the peak of it, and the villain and stuff. Like there, there's cool fighting scenes and whatnot. 
but like the the resolution is just so like okay yeah I, the the peak of the movie is not that high yeah yeah um and you know the story it's okay you know it's not garbage what the hell's going on the entire time it just is very baseline and there's action for the sake of action not because something is going on in the story yeah mm-hmm. um you know but that's that's fine for superhero movies usually as long as everything else around it's good mm-hmm. we'll see if that's that's the case <laughs> full transparency here um i kind of checked out at the end like i don't even remember how she like i was watching but not watching i was eating and it was just one of those like i i don't remember I'm just, things are happening and you're not fully processing full, yeah them. i remember like the last thing i fully remember before the ending ending was like when she first sees cheetah as the cheetah Yep. She, like, flies in and the turrets are shooting Which, at her. Which, giant plot hole. What? She had a wish granted and then just had another wish granted. Yeah. After specifically making a point where, oh, I've already used your wish and you only have one. <laughs> yeah. Um, And they're just like, well, we're just going to do it again. Well, no, I think it's because when he was summoning all her powers or when he was – was he pretending to be the president or did the president let him do it? I don't – He became a, a ruling person that everyone had to respect. So he did that TV thing, and he was telling everyone to wish for stuff because he was trying to get stuff in return or whatever. He was saying during that, like, give her their strength, give me their life force or something like that. No, it was before that. It was on the plane when she was like, I don't want to be like anyone else. I want to be an apex predator. Oh, yeah. That was funny. That made me laugh. Apex predator. <laughs> Which is like, uh, hand up. I don't think cheetahs are apex predators. Pretty fucking fast. fast. No, they're, no don't, don't get me wrong. They're predators. Are they apex predators? I'm, I'm taking a tiger in a cheetah tiger fight. Yeah, me too. I mean, I want to be a top level. I want to be a top tier predator. Yeah. You're not the apex predator. See, but I You're think getting that, fucked up by other things. I think that was her telling him what she wanted, but then he didn't directly grant the wish. He instead, um, you know what I mean? Like, he then was like, okay, this is what she wants, so I'm going to give her all the strength from these people that are wishing. I didn't know. So there was the scene where they were in the White House, was it? Sure. There was um, a scene in the White House. And they were, like, fighting or whatever, and, like, Chris Pine was there and Wonder Woman was there, and that's when that's when the big reveal of, oh, no, Kristen Wiig's bad. Like, no shit. You saw that coming a mile away. The second she was on the screen, I was like, right, that she's going to turn bad on Wonder Woman. Yep. Um, there was a scene, though, where he uh, Chris Pine was, like, kind of fighting with the guy or whatever and, like, had his hands on him. And, like, I was telling Ryan, I was like, why doesn't Chris Pine just wish that this guy dies or something? Absolutely could have done it. Well, I think he <laughs> has to grant the wish. Oh, I thought he didn't have control. I thought it's just like if someone's – no, because if someone's touching him and they wish for something, because remember when his son was about to wish for him to – Oh, that's true, and he jumped. But, oh, again, another plot hole. That happens, and then they make it a point that his son was like, I wish for your whatever, and like Greatness. touches yeah. him on the knee. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just never follow up on it. <laughs> I'm like, you make it a point to show the camera that he's touching on him. Yeah. I, I don't know if I missed something, but like uh, nothing ever happened with the son to get his – greatness or I don't, I don't know. unless they plan on following it up i, I don't it's very I just, confusing i was telling her i was like chris pines just be like i wish i wish you die right now <laughs> I, wish, I wish you did and, and then the whole so the, how it ended is he's you know broadcasting and the particles are touching people so he's touching everyone can grant all the wishes mm-hmm. which okay that's a leap but okay yeah <laughs> and the way she gets every everything to change is she like does the lasso on him or whatever so she can talk to everyone through him oh yeah, yeah and yeah. has everyone take back their wishes <laughs> just not not because she's like good or whatever it's because you know oh other people struggle struggle too just like you 
is that really that's why i checked and, out and it's just everyone says i rescind my wish i rescind and it's just like you're not, telling me all seven billion people yes. in the world rescinded yes. their wishes there's and, not some homeless guy that just got a million dollars that exactly and it's you know like you know what no fuck the people everyone else can do that i'm keeping mine no it's everyone she showed everyone the goodness inside of them that's a 10 on plot slash story i'm like what i i don't I marked it down to a 10 it's the most absurd thing ever <laughs> I was eating fajita, leftover fajitas. I was not paying attention, obviously. That she was like talking to him, like it made it look like she was talking to him. And she was like, "You need to rescind your wish. Look what it's doing to the world, or whatever." Uh-huh. And he was like, "Why would I do that?" She's like, "I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to everyone else." And then everyone else starts to do it, and then he also does it <laughs> because he's like, "Oh, my son." Now he cares about his son. Yes. Which is like okay. That's, and then there's his... the scene when I checked back in was when he was he like hugged his son. Yeah. After everyone on the planet rescinded their wish. Did, how did Cheetah die? <laughs> uh, I don't know if she did. She beat her in like a fight. They were fighting in the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was also confused with this. They were fighting and they were both in water and then like an electrical wire fell into the water and shocked her. Yeah. I guess Wonder, Wonder Woman's just like, can deal with that? Which I'm fine if that's the case. Oh, right. I looked up her powers. Like she's pretty much everything. Like she's just fucking overpowered. She's just female Superman. Yeah. Which they also added she could fly in this, mm-hmm. which I guess is one of her powers. Which have we seen in, like, the Batman versus Superman? No, it's nev- she never had it before, and that's why in this movie she made it a point to say the line, like, I've never understood your gift of flight or whatever to, like, uh, Chris Pine. Yeah. Because he's a pilot. And then he was like, oh, you just got to do this or this. And then she just jumps and is like, I just got to do this. But wouldn't she then be using it in the movies that are based in the future? Great question, in, Jay. In our present day? That would make a lot of sense. Because this was... 40 years ago. Yeah. You would think she'd be an expert flyer by now. Oh, my God. Um, You know what? Was she flying in Justice <laughs> League? I feel oh, like my she- God. 150 fucking percent she flies in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. That's 100%. Uh, we're going to fix this. She can fly now, which the Snyder Cut is, you know, the only movie that matters. The other one didn't exist. So, yeah, of course she could fly. Just a few reshoots. Just for a few reshoots of her in the air now, flying with Superman. Did, I feel like she might have flown in Snyder in the... No, she's never flown before. Because I remember there was a scene where they were all like in the air, I thought. She maybe jumped very high. But they made it a point like this is her learning how to fly. Oh, my God. So I'm like, they, they, she doesn't use that in, the, in modern times. This is a this is a fucking, what do you call it? Like a pre-story, like a, yeah, a origin yeah. still, technically. I don't, I don't know. I had issues with it. <laughs> Visuals. I marked it down to a 10. Visuals <laughs> slash cinematography. I gave it an 11. Oh, wow. I think some of the CGI didn't look that good. Wow. Um, I have. I kind of don't really like her superhero style. Like the way they make it look like she's super fast and can punch people. Like it looks jumpy. and Yeah. It never looks smooth like. Like the Marvel movies do, truthfully. Yeah. Like, you know, someone's fast or something. Someone can do things like this. And, like, everything looks smooth. And this is like, oh, I'm jumping around. And it just doesn't look real. Yeah. Um, some of the CGI just didn't look good. And they sold it as kind of a Thor Ragnarok ripoff with all the posters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which everyone was excited for. Like, oh, neon, like, 80s. Like, it's going to have this vibe. And, like, they very much were doing that in all the trailers. Trying to make it look as colorful and beautiful as possible. And then, you know, they got a mall scene and everything else is like, this is just a normal movie. It's, you know, grainy. It looks, you know, yeah. like 80s, but there's no color. There's no incredible use of color or whatever. 
So while it may not look that bad, they tried selling it like it was going to look incredible, bright color, you know, Thor Ragnarok, all the stuff looked like it was going to be colorful and shit. And then you see the movie and you're like, wow, this is colorful. And like, looks great, you know? Yeah. They didn't do that with this movie. Yeah, like, you kind of forget that this movie is kind of based in the 80s. You Yeah, you forget it, like, right away. They do the mall scene, the very opening mall scene after the flashback, and it shows all the 80s stuff, and then they have the ha-ha getting dressed in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was funny. That's fine. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, yeah, old cars. Well, they did, like, the Chris Pine thing where he saw the, the commercial airplane for the first time. Well, yeah, but that was supposed to, you know, that's not like in the 80s. It was, he was from the past. Yeah. He's now in yeah, the future, yeah. which is our past. Yeah, I, yeah, this movie didn't have very 80s vibes. Not at all. And it, the posters and everything are just neon colors and bright, vibrant, like, oh, we're going to be in the 80s. And then it was like, they just ne- didn't commit to that. And you're talking me down again. From a 14 to a 12. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't. I didn't have a problem with the CGI or any of the action scenes or anything. Uh, I don't think it was great by any means, but um, they are limited in what they can do with uh, their action scenes. But I mean, if sorry, if Marvel can make like a Black Widow action scene, I mean, hand to hand combat is fine. But I was fine with it. I gave it a fourteen originally because I was like, oh, the eighties in the beginning. But then now you're talking about it, like it kind of was just the beginning and not the rest of the movie. There wasn't really that set pieces and you know. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- what's the word? They didn't like create that environment that they were trying to sell to create. So yeah, and, and I think this is a huge difference from the first one, mm-hmm. which took place World War One or two or whatever. And you get that vibe. It's it's grimy and dirty, and they're in the trenches and they're fighting through different towns and shit. Yeah, and it very much feels like that's set in that time. Like yeah. that that it is executed very well. Mm-hmm. It's not in this movie. This movie could have taken place in 1984 or 2009 or. 2018. And it just would have been a difference of how old are the cars. Yeah. That's it. That's the only thing is the cars are all old. Oh, they did say, uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? The bad guy? Pedro Pascal. Um, his name was Lord Maxwell Lord. What do you beat? Uh, excuse me. What do you beat? Uh, Diana, 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 Diana Prince. Um, he told her he can get her a TV from Sears 19 inches. <laughs> yeah. That was 80s. Yeah. I mean, they made jokes about it and stuff, but there's, you know, there's difference between making jokes about it and creating that atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. Um, so an 11. All right. What did you give uh, key elements, Ty? Why don't you go first? I gave it a 12. Give it a 13. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't a lot of action. The action yeah. they did have was okay, not really great. Um, I don't know if why, but I'm just not interested in this Chris Pine Wonder Woman love thing. Um, um, question: Did you see the first Wonder Woman movie? No. <laughs> there may be a reason I for that. I was trying to hold on for so long. <laughs> I knew it. I just wanted to. I wanted you to announce. Why did you expose me like that? Well, because that's probably why you didn't care about the love story from the first movie. I didn't care. Yeah, that's fair. Did you care? A little bit more than you did, yeah. I think that was a better point in the movie, or better aspect of it. Okay, I didn't really care about that. Action wasn't great. Payoff wasn't great. Purpose wasn't great. I felt like they just made this movie to make this movie, to make another Wonder Woman movie. Like, what did this add to the character of Wonder Woman for these future movies? Flight. (laughs) 
<laughs> she can fly now. Oh my god! Like seriously, like you know, you get Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, you know, he he's adding you know elements to you know moving on from Tony Stark and all that. I know people complain about that, but you know he's he's maturing and he's adding you know elements to his character and whatnot. He's got that whole internal battle and like you know Ragnarok is about Thor. You know, learning how to um, live without his hammer and you know. His whole against Hela and his dad, you yeah. know, you're good enough, whatever. Um, all these sequels, you know, there's bad sequels like Thor 2 where it's like we just made a movie to make a movie. Absolutely. Um, you know, Iron Man 3, I, I, he kind of learned. That Iron movie Man... was actually trending because everyone's saying it's a Christmas movie. No. There's a watch. But I, have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. We saw it in theaters together. Remember it we takes went, place during Christmas, Jay. We went just me and you. Iron Man's more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. I'll say it now. <laughs> um, Iron Man 3, he learned, like, that was like kind of like – he learned to live without his suit almost kind of deal. Well, um, and then they completely ignored it in the next yeah. movies, but yes. Yeah. Um, you know, like this just didn't build the character at all. This was like, Hey, we made this movie. It was one of our first DCU movies. Everyone loved it. And then we've made a lot of stinkers since then that everyone's hated. Let's make another wonder Woman woman movie without fucking up the timeline of the justice league and everything. Let's throw it back in the past. It'll make big money. People will love it. You know, um, and it's, I just, I didn't see the purpose of this at all. Um, maybe I'm looking for too much purposes, you know, being an MCU fan and expecting this bigger universe. But. <laughs> well, it just doesn't grow the character. Yeah. It's the exact same character from the first movie and it's the exact same character from justice league. Yeah. You expect some sort of character change or to explain why she's one way or another, but it's just, she learns to live without Chris Pine. But yeah. she's still in the future closed off and like there's still comments about how she loves someone and she doesn't anymore. So like it shows growth in the eighties that is not there in the 2015, 2018s, whenever yeah. the Justice League movies are. Yeah. So you show that small amount of, I guess, slight character growth, but then ignore it in real time. Yeah. Because it's a previous movie. Yeah. It would have made sense if she was one way in the first movie and then completely different flute, you know, flirting with Superman and Batman Mm-hmm. In the new movies and showing, you know, vulnerability like that. And then you're like, well, how did that happen? Oh, shit. This movie explains how that happens. That's not the case. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. You look at Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, compare it with the MCU. And it's a movie where you said it in the past, but it doesn't add anything to the future. Captain Marvel, you said it in the past, we get scrolls and stuff, which now take place in the future. We get this character who's, you know, going to be intertwined in the future stuff mm-hmm. as an introduction to her mm-hmm. but it's not like she was in modern days and then we go back and then she go like mm-hmm. and, and you know it's it's an introduction to the character we've already had a movie in the past as an introduction yeah this doesn't add anything to the future there's nothing that's going to come like from if this they movie made like a 2002 captain marvel movie yeah that was just to make it and it's like there's nothing that's going to happen the only thing i could see now that i'm thinking about it is the son touching his dad mm-hmm. and being like oh i wish i had your greatness or whatever yeah in modern day, he's the next villain of the next movie because he's grown Wonder up. Wonder Woman 3 or whatever. Yeah. I could see that maybe, which that's yeah. one camera shot of him touching but his dad. But then he didn't get back his wish. No, he never rescinded it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, thought everyone had to rescind it. Oh, it applies. Everyone does. But then it's like, oh, well, the son didn't even someone realize. Someone didn't. Yeah. Oh, my God. But So, you know, that's the only thing it can add to the future. It, it just, I don't know. The action was... Again, I don't like the type of action, but some of the action scenes were entertaining. Yeah. I think the fight with Cheetah was pretty cool how they shot it. Like the new armor, I think, the the with the tanks and shit. Oh, my God. I fucking 
hate that stupid ass trope in movies. <laughs> I'm driving. No, it was just like, what's this? No, the the suit of armor. Like halfway through the movie. Chris oh, okay. Pine, like, what's this suit of armor? It's like it's the most powerful suit of armor ever. <laughs> and then later in the movie, you're like, yeah, she's gonna need that suit of armor, isn't she? Well, I don't, I don't really understand why she needed it because she got all of her powers back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it, she, she got rid of Chris Pine's character, and you see her heal. Yeah. And become super powered again. But then it's like, well, I need my suit now. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> like she fucked up the wings of the suit, but like, I, okay. I, I It was a superhero movie and it was, there was good action and some of the comedy was good. And I liked the Chris Pine relationship with her coming from the first one. Yep. That I haven't seen. Um, But besides that, there wasn't much else. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, early 2000s Fantastic Four <laughs> yeah. cheesy action and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't great. Characters. My highest score, actually, I gave it a 16. I gave it a 13. <coughs> okay. Uh, I think, I mean, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is a perfect casting. I like her as Gal Gadot. Um, the Kirst- Kristen Wiig girl. It was just like such a typical like, you're really awesome and I'm not, so I'm jealous of you and now I get to be awesome, so fuck you. Uh, I appreciate that it was set in the 80s because it was the most 80s thing ever to be like, oh, she's a nerdy girl. Oh, she removes her glasses. She's hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very, very tropey. Um, the villain was... I, I For me, Pedro Pascal was... I, I mean, I love him. There's a Mandalorian... I love him from The Mandalorian. Coming he was over. my favorite part of the movie, though. Really? With how cheesy he was and how much he just yeah, felt like a TV personality and yeah. was just over the top. And he was the over the top ridiculous villain. Yeah. And it was entertaining. Yeah. It was the most entertaining part of the movie with how he was and how he was flirting with Kristen Wiig and, you know, like the, oh, it's 19 inches TV scene. Like, yeah. he was the hammy over the top villain. Yeah. His motives weren't great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it was what it was, but he played an asshole fake personality type person very well. Yeah. And, and I thought that was my favorite part. I, I love Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman too. It's great mm-hmm. casting. They gave her a lot good stuff to work with in the first one until the third act kind of fell apart, mm-hmm. which is the worst part of that first movie is the final okay. part of it. Same thing in this one. Third act fell apart too. There's just less in the first half to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they need to give her better shit to do because she's very good. Yeah. Chris Pine. I love Chris Pine. Again, didn't really like. Um, I, I just like how he is on screen. He's just funny. He's entertaining. He's charismatic. He's and the chemistry. He's good looking. Absolutely. <laughs> and the chemistry from the first one is there. Yeah. Um, which they do not build on in this one. They, they mess around. You know, they, it takes place within <sighs> that relationship. And if you haven't seen the first one. To see how that relationship happens, it probably isn't as impactful. Sorry, I said, oh, my God, I just remembered something. Talk to me. When they're flying the plane. Yeah. And he, she has the power to turn things invisible. So in the cartoons and shit, I think in the 80s, she has an invisible jet. No, but I, it was just hilarious that she magically has the ability to make things after invisible. After saying the only time she ever did it was on a water bottle, and it barely lasted. And, and then coffee sudden, mug or something. Or Yeah, coffee mug. And all of a sudden, she's like, ooh, and just the whole plane goes invisible. Yeah, and, and I like that it's... And I don't think she's used that in the newer movies, unless I'm forgetting something. No, she definitely hasn't. <laughs> um, I, I think 
I like what they were going for because that's absolutely a fan moment. Yeah. It's like she has an invisible jet. Let's give him a fan moment. Let's give her the invisible yeah. jet. That's awesome. Execute it better. Tease up to it, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> Execute it better. It's Find just a like better happens. way to do that kind of stuff. Like they fucking teased the Captain America Thor thing for fucking seven years. The hammer. Yes. And then. Exactly. And that's something that like people want to see. And mm-hmm. that's something that like the hard book comic fans will love. Hard book comic fans. Did I say that? Yeah. Hardcore comic book fans. There you go. Big words. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the that's good. That is good stuff. Yeah. Do execute it better. Not just it was like a throwaway almost. It absolutely was, because we see him take off and it's the invisible jet and then they land and we never see it again. She can fly and she doesn't need the invisible jet. <laughs> that's true. What's the point of an invisible jet if you can fly? She has it for one scene and then that's it. She can fly now. Which they did in the comics. She eventually got the ability to fly. They changed it or whatever. Uh-huh. So she doesn't need the ridiculous invisible jet. <laughs> but it's like you don't ever, you know, give her the invisible jet. And then in the present time, to make sense, give her the ability to fly. She learns that in modern days. Yeah. So you aren't wondering why she hasn't flying, flown in the two movies that take, pla- pay, uh, take place after this. Yeah, fly your invisible jet to go fight Cheetah. Yeah. Would have been invisible. Turrets wouldn't even shot at her. There we go. <laughs> That's smarter. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, the characters, it was all just, again, I was a little disinterested, and I think I just, I don't know. I thought I didn't really like the Kristen Wiig. So predictable. She she was very predictable. I liked her before she turned into the villain. Yeah. I liked the setup to it, and I I think Kristen Wiig's a good actor, and she's a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. Actress. Um, She just is not a villain character. Yeah. And some people just aren't. I I mean, she tried, and I know that, like, she was super excited. And she, like, there's interviews or whatever, and she's like, I would have said yes to any role in the movie. Like, she loves these kind of movies and stuff. Yeah. I think she did good as a normal person. It's just hard to believe her as a villain. You know who else could never play a villain? Who? Another Kristen. Kristen Bell. Absolutely. She looks just too nice. Yeah. I I love her. Even if we're getting Sarah Marshall, like, she's she's the villain of that movie. But it's like, she's not mean. That's right. Yeah. She's so nice. She just looks nice. Like, not, like, looks nice, like, as her looks. Like, she looks like a genuinely nice person. Well, I think like, she is typically a genuinely nice person. She looks kind of like Becky, Kevin's wife, and Becky was always nice to me. Um, Tom Hanks. Do you imagine yeah. Tom Hanks is a villain? No. Just ain't gonna happen. Maybe in his younger days. Definitely not now. You just, the, you just can't have it. Is he the bad guy in Forrest Gump because he's the main character of an overrated movie? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> People are so fucking <laughs> sensitive about that movie. Um, It was what it was. Yeah. 13 isn't a bad score or whatever I gave it. Yeah, 13. Enjoyment. I gave it a 12. I gave it a 13. I didn't hate it for as much as I'm slandering it. It was still entertaining. It was disappointing. It wasn't yes. bad. It was disappointing. And I think that's where my slander comes from. Is you yeah. for this being the one DC movie, I, I you know Shazam was very good too. Yeah. But for Wonder Woman being their first success, and you have the director and star returning. Yeah. And you have you know Pedro Pascal, who a lot of people really enjoy. Who and actually, he's hot right now. Like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And he's doing something really good. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot that you want out of this, and it's just such a disappointing sequel. Yeah. It was a sequel just to make a sequel. Yeah, and it just... It sucks, man. You wanted more out of it. Yeah. Yeah, 13's on my 
uh, 10 to 13, 11 to 13, probably would not sit through again, but it caught my attention at points. And that's how I felt about Aquaman. Like, but it's different when you're sitting in a theater and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not going to look at my phone or whatever. I haven't seen Aquaman since it came out. No, nah, I haven't I either. saw it on theaters. Um, I didn't even watch it when it came out. Saw it on DVD. And it, it, you probably had the same kind of watching experience that you had on this one, I would assume. Yeah, it's very they're, – they're right next to each other if I had to rank DCEU. Like, yeah, not terrible, but this one's more disappointing. With Aquaman, it's like we kind of expected it to be such a shit movie. So when it wasn't, it was like, oh, that was a mild surprise. This is like – Yes. Disappointment. Very much so. If – if we did our Aquaman review like this, you and it would got a sixty three out of hundred. If you would go back and listen to that review, it would be a lot more praise. Yeah, it would be a lot more praise than this one where it's us slandering everything. <laughs> yeah, um, just because you weren't expecting something good with that, you were, yeah. you know, you were surprised by a decent movie. Yeah, especially after they made you know back to back bangers and Shazam and uh, your favorite Birds of Prey. It's true. <laughs> um, I-, I think Shazam is much better than this. I think Aquaman's on par. I think Birds of Prey is much better. I think the first Wonder Woman's much better. Um, this is this is not top level DC. I want to say we ranked the DC movies for an episode. We no, we definitely did. Yeah, I'm 100 percent sure we did. I don't don't know if I have it still. Aquaman. Nope. Oh, look at this. Episode two is when we talked about Aquaman. Oh wow! Our outline for intro. Tyler's feelings after the NFC Championship game. Probably a little bit of debate. Oh, fuck. A little bit of Super Bowl preview. Ask Tyler who he's rooting for, the evil Patriots or the team that robbed him. ED Players of the Week. Trivia Time with Tyler. Remember that? That's a great segment. Remember Trivia Time with Tyler? It's electric. Trivia Time with Tyler is returning. Love it. Either on sports tomorrow, Thursday. I don't want to point fingers, Jay, but you're the one who has not been prepping for Trivia Time with Tyler. I'm always ready. Or next movie. I need to bring back Trivia Time with Tyler. Um, Black Panther talk, RIP. Interview, Ross Stripling interview. Personal movie experiences, Tyler with Glass, Jason with Aquaman. Okay. CSGO update. That's when we were going to talk about gaming. Fuck yeah. But never did. No. Got Madden. (laughs) What did your movie get? What? What did you, what did you, this Oh, my final get? score? Yes. You got mad and what did Wonder Woman 2 get? 63 out of 100. Wait, really? Yeah. What were your scores? I gave it A, 11. Okay. 11. Okay. 13. Okay. 16. Okay, that's where it is. 12. I feel like I did my math wrong there. 9, 10, 11, 12, It 13. might be nope. 62. No? No, it's 3. 10, 26. 33. Yeah, 60 out of 100 for me. Dang. And like I'm saying, that's going to be middle of our thing. You know, it ranks out of 43 movies. Whew. It's 33rd. So it's bottom 10. Yeah. So it's not even towards the middle, you know. Um, It got a worse score than American Pickle and Stuber. <laughs> Only slightly better than Hubie Halloween and On the Rocks. To, to be fair, American Pickle and Stuber, if you look, both of those were, uh, and The Prom even, were carried by my score. Oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> we have differences of 13, 14, 7. <laughs> yeah, so that might be on me, but it's okay. And Hubie Halloween is even carried by my score. Uh, it's aggressively carried by your score. Um, but, you know, On the Rocks, it's eight points higher. Witches, 
which is another HBO movie. Three and a half points. That's bad math. Four. Four, four and a half points. A Dog's Purpose. Yeah. Got a better score than Wonder Woman. By five points. Um, The Binge. Eurovision. You know. Project Power. Like a wannabe superhero movie. Did much better. It's the lowest rated superhero movie on our scale besides Fantastic Four. We should make a filter for superhero movies. I could do that. I, you're more proficient with this stuff than me. Yeah, I can make a filter like that. Um, but we, you know, we have Infinity War. We uh, I with mean, a ninety-six. Joker with an eighty-nine. Far From Home with an eighty-eight and a half. Birds of Prey with an eighty-two point five. Rise of Skywalker. Um, I mean. Yeah, not really superhero. I know. I'm just I Project just Power. Bring it back up because you Project Power superhero movie seventy five and a half. Yeah. And then I think that's it until all the way down to Wonder and Woman. Then Wonder Woman, and then yeah, Fantastic Four, Artemis Fowl superhero. No, super douche. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love how much you hate fucking Artemis Fowl. Oh, dude. Oh, fuck. For Christmas, I should have got you a cameo from the guy who plays Artemis Fowl. <laughs> that would have been fucking great. Where it is fucking Play it on the pod. <laughs> I don't even know if he does it. Oh, my God. Who plays Artemis Fowl? That movie, Some kid. That movie was so bad. I would have I felt bad if you actually did that, where it's the kid and he's actually, like, addressing me. And I just viciously hate this, however old he is. Ferdia Shaw is his name. And he's 16. I don't feel that bad. Ferdia Shaw cameo. He doesn't have he doesn't have a cameo. Damn. That would have been funny. That would have been fucking good shit. Oh, about sixteen. They don't even know his age. Oh, they was born in two thousand four, but they don't know um the date. Yeah. <laughs> his fucking skinny ass tie. Fuck that tie. For your wedding, I'm gonna just go against the grain and last second switch my ties out to a thin ass tie. <laughs> Not only will I be mad at you, Victoria will also be mad at you. <laughs> And I wouldn't even care that you don't match everyone. I'm just going to be like, what the fuck, Jay? Why is your tie so skinny? <laughs> it's so skinny. <laughs> okay, for my wedding, then, I'm, we're doing skinny ties. I can't say no to it, but I'm going to hate it. <laughs> just skinny ties and sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I should have I had Artemis Fowl as my human torch recommendation. Oh, fuck that kid. Instead of the 13 Reasons Why kid. No, fuck that kid. Um, so, yeah, Wonder Woman, kind of a disappointing way to end the movie year. Uh, not a terrible movie, but a disappointing one. Yeah, in terms of, you know, should you watch it or not? It's, Probably should. Yeah, watch it. You know, it's it's a superhero movie. It's entertainment. Turn it's, your brain off. Exactly. It's not going to be a top-level film that you're going to want to rewatch, and it's going to be your favorite. Yeah. But you probably will have a decent time with it, you know, especially with the the – cheesy over-the-top Pedro Pascal performance. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that, you know? That was fun. Um, if you've seen the first one, you'll like the chemistry be- between Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, if you've seen the first one. Shut up, Tyler. But, you know, it is what it is. 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, pretty in line with us. Yeah, we're on par. Um, there was a funny comment that uh, a guy was watching this and his girlfriend was confused as to when uh, Chris Pine was going to turn into Captain America. 
<laughs> because it takes place in the past, and she knew that. Yeah. Uh, being a Chris named Steve mm. in a superhero movie. Yeah, I can't blame her for getting upset or confused about that. I feel like you just got to change the name. It's yeah. an actor named Chris playing a Steve in a superhero movie. Yeah. One of which that took past in World War. World War One originally. Yeah. You got to work on that. Yeah. Find a different name. I don't know if it's from the comic books or not, but you got to find a different name or a different actor. And I yeah. love Chris Pine. Or you, you can't have Chris let it Pine change his name. Or you just fully commit and just have Chris Evans play both. <laughs> he is Steve in two different superhero universes. Something. That would be something. Uh, Zack Snyder was billed as a producer on this. Yep. I, I'm. This makes me feel so much worse about the Snyder cut. Yeah, because as much shit as we get it, I'm still hoping that it's entertaining and good. Yeah. And an improvement. I don't know how much he had to do with this. Him and his wife got producer credits. <laughs> um, and I'm really hoping that this was Snyder was still involved, but they gave it more to. Well, here's the the, the, the dilemma, Jay, mm-hmm. is if I'm hoping it's more Patty Jenkins, mm-hmm. that means the next Star Wars movie is going to fucking suck because she's directing the next Star Wars movie. Which one is that? Um, Rogue Squadron. Oh, OK. Yeah, I remember when they talked about it on the Vester Day. Yeah. So that one's going to suck. Or the four-hour Justice League that's supposed to be an improvement's going to suck. Or we could just blame Deborah Snyder. Yeah, we just blame Zack Snyder's wife. <laughs> you keep her the fuck away from movies. Oh, no. Zack Snyder's... the reason. He I got mean, a, I'm assuming it's his wife also. Could be his sister. Uh, <laughs> the reason he got producer credits is because he was the one that told everyone that she needs to fly because of his cut. <laughs> he was making his movie. He was like... You know what would work really good here? If I had two flying superheroes, how the fuck am I going to make that happen? Uh, Deborah Snyder. <laughs> he just walks into Patty Jenkins' office. He's like, Patty, let me talk to you here. <laughs> She's like, well, we already got the invisible jet. He's like, get fucking rid of it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, she is married to Zack Snyder. Okay. I've never seen what Zack Snyder looks like. I'm just going to Google him real quick. He looks like a white guy. Not how I pictured him. He looks like uh, very divorced dad vibes. Yeah. He looks like kind of like Tom Brady a little bit. <laughs> a little. Like an old, like, yeah. Tom Brady, if he wasn't all about health and fitness, <laughs> and he was about making Batman kill people. <laughs> oh, my God. What is this fucking universe doing? Not our universe, the DCEU universe. It's disappointing. Yeah. Because, you know, you want, I want good shit. Yeah. I want DC to be good. I like these characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They got, like, the best character. I mean, Superman and Batman are the two most popular superheroes. You can't tell me otherwise. Maybe not anymore because of the success of the MCU, but... I mean, year 2000. I-, I would argue even 2010 after the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Spider-Man's top three with them, but they have two out of the top three. And they're just and Then you it. have the Nolan trilogy, which is incredible with Batman. Mm-hmm. Raise the stock even more. And then you just shit it all away. I hope that the Robert Pattinson's Batman... Can be good, and we can at least enjoy that separate universe. Yeah. But this just is not good. If they could have built off Wonder Woman after Shazam and Birds of Prey, you would think they were very much headed in the right direction, and there would be way less shit-talking for whatever their next project is. Yeah. There would be excitement. There would be like, they've, they're on a hot streak. They're figuring it out. But they just fucking tripped over a shoelace here. Does that mean we're not excited for uh, the Suicide Squad? Squad? I'm excited for that because of James Gunn and strictly because of James Gunn. And Taika. Well, Taika's in it, yeah. Still something to be excited about. I'm excited, but if Taika was just doing a voice role, he's been in Green Lantern. Yeah. 
just because he's a part of something doesn't mean it's good. If he's creating something, I'm going to love it. How do you think that dynamic is with, like, someone like Taika who acts and, like, directs things? Like, do you think he takes, like, a stand? Like, do you think, like, he'll, he'll be reading lines or, like, looking over the script and be like, hey, James, this sucks. Like, we need to change. Or do you think he just, like, <laughs> takes a step back, like, because he's not the leading guy and is just like, you know, I'm going to let him do his thing. I have a feeling it's a it's a switch. Yeah. It's either your vision and what you're creating or you're helping someone else create their vision. Yeah, because like someone like John Cena, you know, if he says this sucks, it's like, well, whatever, you, dude. You know, like you're <laughs> you're a side character. You're not an A-lister. You're not the main star. You've been star. fake hit in the head too many times. Um, but with Taika, it's like, yeah, you're not the main star, but you've also directed really, really good things. So you kind of know what you're talking about. I, and I'm sure they have a working relationship, especially both being well-respected MCU directors, too. Yeah. Um, and working together on the Avenger movies and the chemistry between Thor and the Guardians, like they're a hundred percent sitting side by side working on that. Yeah, because those are the characters that they made popular. So I'm sure they have a very good chemistry with that. But it's more, I'm sure Gunn will take influence from what Taika says. Yeah, but he's got the final say, and and you know I've got to imagine that's that kind of relationship. I forgot that uh, Pete Davidson's gonna be in this. Yes, How, I can't believe they're letting Taika and like these people. Do both. Well, James Gunn was not their option. They fired James yeah, Gunn. Yeah, that's true. And then we're like, ah, fuck. It says The Rock's going to be in it. Does it really say that? On Google. I mean, Google. I mean, this, like, the Google cast thing isn't always the most accurate. Reliable, yeah. He might, maybe he pops up at the end, because he does play Black Adam. That's true. I'm excited for that. He. I'm surprised he has not been. I'm surprised Dwayne The Rock Johnson was not Thanos. I, he's been attached to Black Adam since, like, 2010. Yeah. That's just his role. I just never made it. He's too busy making garbage Fast and the Furious movies. I think he could have been Thanos. You didn't even have to paint him. Oh, yeah. He looks. I looked up Black Adam, and like all these pictures are just The Rock as Black Adam. No, yeah. It's been rumored forever, and everyone loves it. That is pretty sick. And stuff like that, Like I don't know who's going to be in charge of that movie. I'm just going to be excited to see The Rock. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, Suicide Squad, I'm just excited because James Gunn is the one behind it. But when you give me, you know, Patty Jenkins or Zack Snyder, who have been, you know, hit or missed up to up until this point, yeah. they don't get that benefit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it says Jared Leto is going to be in this, too. Is that confirmed? Or is that just Google being Google? I don't know. Maybe in, in the Snyder Cut? No, in su- the Suicide Squad. Because I think he's in the Snyder Cut. But I don't know about Suicide Squad. I thought it was just a few reshoots. No. He wasn't in the movie originally. Why would he be in it if it's just a few reshoots? Great question. Oh, my God. What if they? What if he completely changed it and, like, Joker was the big bad? <laughs> <laughs> He's pulling the strings. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you before we wrap it up, last movie review of the year, Ty. Yes. Just bluntly, off the top of your head, what was your favorite movie of this year? Favorite movie of the year that I can remember being from the year? Probably Onward. Maybe Palm Springs. It's been few and far between. Yeah. I I want to go and look now that I've answered. I mean, Hamilton, but that doesn't really count. That's not a movie. Yeah, it was very good. Um, Onward is what, you know, Onward and Palm Springs, 86, 84. I gave them 87, 86. Mm-hmm. Did Birds of Prey come out this year? No, because we were, we were, on lockdown in February, right after March. February. Maybe it did. This came out in February 7th, 2020. Right before lockdown. Yeah. Wow. It's For, It's got to be one of those three. 
Um, you know, watching Soul this year. Soul is very good, yeah. and it's in that conversation. What about your favorite? It doesn't even have to be one for the pod. Do you have a favorite old movie that you watched for the first time? Mine's easily it's, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, no, it's definitely Slumdog Millionaire. The one you watched, like, not for the pod? Not that I can think of. Back to the Future is pretty good. Not Slumdog Millionaire good, though. <laughs> um, that's the first one that like I, I watched this year. It's just incredible. Yeah. Coming in at seventh. I gave it a 90. A, uh, all exclusive. Tied, tied for seventh, Jay. Sorry. You can't just give it that honor when it's tied with Far From Home and Jojo Rabbit. When did Far From Home come out? Like last year? Yeah. That sounds right. Feels like 2019 release. It was after Endgame, and no, it had, yeah, it couldn't have been this year, because there's no Marvel stuff released this year. July 2nd, 2019. First time since 2008, Jay. I thought it was the year Iron Man came out. Yeah. So I'm saying, you know, well, I guess well, since seven, but they have had content since eight. Are you sure there was a, a movie in 2009? Yep, 100%, Jay. Never been more positive than anything in my life. Because I think Hulk also came out in 2008. Yeah, I think Captain America probably, or... I don't know. I'm going to look at this list of Marvel Cinematic Universe films and put you on the spot here. Oh, no movie. No movie in 2009, Ty. Yeah, sounds right. Oh, my God. It came out in 11. Iron Man, Hulk, and then Iron Man 2 in 2010, Thor 2011, Captain America 2011, and then the Avengers 2012. That's wild. Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World. They, They saved themselves. Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World are not two good back-to-back movies to start Phase 2. Iron Man 3 is okay. Iron Man 3 is better than this Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, like, you know. <laughs> phase 3 is easily the best, though. You got Civil War, Doctor Strange. Banger. Banger. Guardians 2. Banger. Spider-Man Homecoming. Banger. Ragnarok. Banger. Black Panther. Banger. Infinity War. Banger. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Banger. <laughs> Endgame and then Far From Home. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's all right. We we got our little taste of superhero-ness from DC. It wasn't great taste. Yeah. But it was like, a, I'm hungry and this is food. Yeah. Good. That's a good, uh, good it's explanation. Not, it's, not, it's not delicious pizza. It's not chicken parm. It's not. Um, but it's it's a meal. How much do you think that all these movies have made, according to Wikipedia, total together, 23 films in the box office? MCU? Yeah. 23 movies. $10 billion. $22.5 billion. That's wild. 22. I guess that makes sense because the first ones were under a billion, but then, like, you get up to the bigger ones yeah. and like all of them are just, you know, averaging 800 million to 2 billion for Avengers. And their budget is, I don't know why it's a range, but maybe some of the movies, they don't have a direct number. 4.4 to 4.5 billion. So they've made a profit of $18 billion. Not, they've made a profit of $18 billion. Just on the box office. Just from the box office. Not downloads, toys, everything fucking else merchandise yeah i'm trying to look something up real quick hold on do you know russia is the largest country in the world um by area yeah it's fucking huge yeah by area okay so i said they've made 22 billion oh shit never mind 
countries make more money than I thought. Yeah, why would it, the worth of a, a country only be $22 billion? That was stupid of me. No, I'm sure there's some smaller countries. Well, yeah, some tiny ones. What? But I was thinking well, Hold this on, w- Jay. What? What if Marvel's just like, all the execs sit down at Disney, and they're just like, hey, what if we create a country-sized set, and we can just do anything to this country we want for movies? Where's this country going to be? They have to get land. Latveria. I don't think that's a real place. Like, the problem is every, like, people own land. Like, all the, it's, isn't it crazy to think, like, people own the fucking earth? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. They have the money. Like, they have the, if they're worth this much, they buy a country. They buy all the land in a country. That's true. But the world's fucked, and they'd probably just get invaded, and they don't have the funds to fucking do a military. Uh, Jay, the whole fucking Iron Man there. (laughs) That's the whole point. Oh, my gosh. Buy, like, an island somewhere. Just film on this island all the time. Big-ass island. Use it for Mortal Kombat. That could work. Rent it out to Dana White. <laughs> that could also work. Have an actual fight island. Just put it on Airbnb. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You got anything else to tie? What's the worst movie you've seen that came out this year? <sighs> the worst movie I've seen that came out this year is hands down Artemis Fowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair. It's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> Good old, good old number forty out of forty-three. You know, I gave it a twenty-seven. That's not bad. Same as Drop Dead Fred. Twenty-seven is way too high. Even though I only gave it five points lower. Yeah, fucker. Twenty-two just feels lower than twenty-seven, though. Normally, the North I gave it twenty-six. Oh, nice guy. Last movie of the year. The mm-hmm. Velocipaster will come out in twenty twenty-one, but yes. But it is our last bad movie review. Yes. And I don't think it's going to get a bad score. Spoiler alert. You never know. It looks incredible. (laughs) Um, I'm excited for a fun bad movie. To wrap up the year. Wrap up the year in a fun way. It's been a bad year. Yeah. So we need a little bit. Even our bad things need to be a little good now. Yes. I feel like this was like like a ha-ha bit for a while. But it's like, why are we just making this year worse? Yeah. Why are we forcing ourselves this misery? Yeah, I agree. 2021 year of positivity. Every month we'll watch iconic movies at the end. Nothing but good vibes. Yeah. Just the most the most good vibe movies of all time. What's like some iconic movies we've never seen? Like The Godfather? Yeah, that's iconic. Um, I don't know. Um, Rat Race? That's not iconic. Okay. Maybe, uh, maybe... Jaws? That's probably not good, but... It's iconic. Forrest Gump? E.T. Never seen E.T. That's what the point of this conversation is, Jay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're just naming off movies we haven't seen. And he's like, I've never seen that, Tyler. Fucking dick. <laughs> Indiana Jones. I've never seen any of those. Actually, I've seen number four. That's the only one. Have you really only seen the fucking fourth one? Yeah. Jason. Yeah, I know. Hand up. One week in 2021. For our throwback review, the Indiana Jones trilogy. Oh, God. You'll have, we'll plan it out so you have plenty of time to watch all three of them. But then we review the trilogy. Okay. That sounds like fun. There should be good vibes. That sounds like great fun. It's great. It's got the music. Yeah. I've only seen number four, and it was, it rubbed me the wrong way, so I didn't want to watch the rest of the franchise. You, you just aggressively watched the low point of the franchise <laughs> that most people don't even count as part of the franchise. As I said, the Indiana Jones trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Watched it on a portable DVD um, in the back of a car. <laughs> Great viewing area yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's just let's just hope twenty twenty one's better, man. Yeah. We got Marvel stuff to keep us happy. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's hope we can go to a theater and watch actual movies. Absolutely. With other so people. Cool. Our first movie review in a movie we saw in theaters is going to be great. We're going to add, like, plus one to every category just because we're so excited. Oh, no. An enjoyment's going to be an 18. <laughs> no matter what? Yeah. It could be, like, a like a six if I were watching on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be like, I had a fucking blast, Jay. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, they're going to get their scores padded for sure. Will it get a better or worse score than Onward? Well, it depends what the movie is. But I'm just, I'm just thinking. Onward's before pandemic in the next movie better i mean onwards 10th better it's got to be a top 10 movie better because we're going to come back to something great we're not going to go back and go see the fifth most exciting movie that's in theaters maybe black widow maybe if they just were like hey we found out we only need half as much of this vaccine as we thought we now have twice as many everybody gets vaccines I don't know if that's how that I, – I don't understand your – So you got, like, the bottle of vaccine? Yeah. And then, like, fill up a syringe and put it in your arm? Yeah. What if they find out they're using twice as much as they need to for it to be effective? Well, you need two shots. Well, yeah, so that means you need two bottles. What if you only needed one bottle? I think they would have figured that out. I mean, they're just – this is their first mass trial. Yeah. It's not really trial, but <laughs> – Way to put faith in the people's minds. Maybe we just all have vaccines, Jay. Shooting me up at the movies. Is that allowed? Like, why can't you just do that? Probably sanitary reasons. Like, you can't just have a doctor on set, like, fucking shoot me up, doc. I'd do it. Fuck do yeah. Do in a heartbeat. Fuck yeah. Catch me it. in the bathroom with a rubber band tied around my arm. I might be stupid for this, but someone in a lab coat could walk through that door right now with a fucking syringe and be like, this is a coronavirus vaccine. I pull my sleeve up, be like, give it to me. And it could just be fucking water. You should, it'll just be raw dog and no mask for the rest of 2021. <laughs> She'd be like, no, it's all right. I already have the vaccine. <laughs> Does vaccine go in your blood? Do they pop it in your vein? I believe it goes into your blood system, yes. Why would you put water in your blood? Um, bad things. Like even if it's just a little syringe? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know about water. Air is very bad. Air will kill you. Really? Yeah. That's like when they put things like needles in your arm. You see them like put the needle upside down and then push the liquid out till it like starts spilling out. Let's make sure all the air is out of the needle. Mm. Would I die? Is air bad? <laughs> I think it's bad. I think you'll die. I never took anatomy. I was it mandatory? I took chemistry. I don't know. I just never took it, and I just took chemistry instead. Nice. I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> so you did. Um, you got anything else to die? I don't. Um, let's let's just hope. Let's just hope twenty twenty one's good, Jay. It will be. Let's hope everyone has a. I hope everyone had a great holiday and enjoyed one movie and watched another. Yeah. Um, I hope you have a great new year. I hope you have a great year after the new year. Mm-hmm. I hope we can see movies and Me too, brother. most of all, Jay. I hope everyone's a good friend.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.